Clap hold, on. Hold clap five off and six clapper. seconds. All right. Clap on. Clap off. Clap, clap on. Clap, clap off. off the, the clapper. clapper. Just plug in the clapper to any. That's the intro. Good. Okay. Great. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Hi, friends. Welcome to Red Dead Radio, the Red Dead Redemption podcast. I'm your host, Jared Petty. And as always, we're going straight to the wild, wild guest. We're going straight to the wild, wild guest. We're going straight to the wild, wild guest. Yeah! Guest or guest star or again, Stalker Channing Season 2 West Wing? I don't know. Special guest appearance. I I feel like at this point we're a Hydra. We're the last two heads of a Hydra and the rest just haven't grown back, maybe? (laughs) Is that what it is? Is that how it works? No, no, no. I think think we're just a rotating cast where it's just like I just show up in every episode. Yeah, I love that. It's like like Newman when he did that run on Seinfeld like Season 4 or 5. Where, like, he would just always fucking be there. He's always on the show, yeah. But it was always guest starring Wayne Knight. Yeah, I always feel bad for, like, Amber Besson on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, who gets in the credits in one episode. Like, she's finally, finally, finally accredited cast member. After having been on the show for, like, two years, and she's dead. Yeah. Like, she gets a hole blown through her chest that same episode. Oh, That's just rough. Rip. I love Tara. Tara was good. I actually don't know who you're talking about. Oh, okay. I never watched Buffy. Oh, we had to fix that. Are we not friends anymore? Uh, no, of course okay. we're friends, but there are episodes of Buffy that are well worth your time. I've seen the musical episode once because I went to theater college, mm-hmm. and then I've seen like a handful of other episodes when I was a child watching CW. The brilliance of the theater episode is unfortunately probably lost if you haven't been watching for a year. Well, because it's what it, super lost. Yeah, what it does is it ties up about 10 different dangling plot strings in 44 minutes using music and it's very clever it's very very smart how they did it actually but this is not Buffy cast that's right this is Red Dead Radio let's just restart this whole thing over again nonsense here we go Red Uh, Dead Radio the Red Dead Redemption podcast and today we're talking about everything you want to know everything Everything. you need to know all the stuff about Red Dead Redemption because Red Dead Redemption is about to come out I know it's like two three weeks away at this point yeah if you've been following us here you know (sighs) that we've had hands on time with the game John Ryan has barely gotten to talk about the fact you got to see the first five hours I did yeah it was super cool there was a lot in that five hours to unpack yeah it was kind of rad we had uh, and some of that stuff's over at IGN now you can can check about a a, a ton of our preview coverage over on IGN Um, I wrote a piece for it Uh, Ryan wrote a piece for it Um, our friends over in IGN UK wrote some stuff for it Um, you can absolutely go check out everything you possibly would ever need to know about the first five hours of Red Dead Redemption 2 if you are so inclined to learn that information before the game comes out uh, over at IGN.com. Yep, and uh, if you want to hear a story spoiler 3 version of that uh, here on the Red Dead Radio, you can go back. I was talking to a couple of fellows over from GameSpot that saw that same demo. <gasps> yep, you know what? We're all friends it's here. It's true. I love That's those true. guys. Yep. So Mike Mahardy, Jake Decker, and I sat down last week and checked Aww. that out. But... That's enough of me talking about what you could be watching besides this because... You're watching this. You're watching this. And what we're going to do, uh, I think fairly concisely, is... Uh, that's <laughs> that, not, that's you That never me? happens. No, come on now. We're going to be here for three hours. Right. But what we're going to do is we're going to sit down and talk about everything you really need to know leading into the game. Uh, we're going to start with the very basic stuff and work our way out and up on that. And that's why we have red expert John Ryan here. I think we you, know, a- you know more about Red Dead Redemption than anybody I know outside of Rockstar. 
And uh, yeah. I, I really do believe that is that is when they put it on his tombstone, it's going to be John Ryan. God, I hope not. I mean, you know, he no. knew a lot about Red Dead. <laughs> I uh, knew a lot about this one cowboy video game in the late 2010s. Exactly, and, and this other one that was that was well, you knew about the one that came before too. Quite yeah, so. yeah, in the early 2010s. <laughs> so then two cowboy games, and even that a little bit that revolver. All right. Enough of that. Let's start here. When's that game coming out, John Ryan? Uh, that'd be October 26th. That uh, will be two weeks from this coming Friday. Oh, my gosh. Or seems... the 25th if you're on Australia time. It seems like only yesterday that it was 2016. No, that seems like forever ago. And Where have we you been were, the last two years? And we were watching the reveal trailer to this game. Remember the very clever reveal poster? You know, first just the red and then the... The figures off in the distance, and then finally the tie. That was I loved how they did that. Yeah, I thought that was really neat. I really loved the first like proper trailer we got for it though, mm. when it was it was just the world itself, and then you sort of had a little bit of hints toward the story and the characters with uh, Arthur's voiceover, like sort of around some of the more visceral imagery, uh, and then you get that great shot of the whole gang sort of riding down and across the plains. Like it was really good. It was freaking it was rad. I love that trailer. Yeah, that was the beginning of my whole kind of obsession with the idea that the West is a character in this game, sort of yeah. you know Serenity and Firefly style, and and I still hold to that. The more I've seen, the more I lean into that. Oh yeah. Um, but I, I really enjoyed that teaser, and then because Rockstar takes their time, there were some hey, when's this game going to come out? Da 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 da. We've had two gameplay trailers. Yep. Uh, then we've seen both of those now, and both of them have been illuminating. We've also had these little drops in between with things like, hey, here's some stuff about wildlife. Yeah, here are the you locations know. that you can potentially visit, should you so choose. Exactly. Those locations including? Uh, those in locations including uh, St. Denis, yeah. uh, the New Orleans allegory, um, a little town called Rhodes, yeah. which I believe is, uh, what the hell is it called? It's in, in an area called, I think, Strawberry, mm -hmm. uh, which I assume is probably going to be something along the lines of Kentucky. Okay. Um, and then, strawberry. Stra yeah, a little, yeah strawberry. getting a little bit of strawberry to you. Um, so I think Lemoyne is the, is the state. Mm -hmm. It's like the state right. of Louisiana, basically. Yeah. Okay, so Lemoyne's the um, state. Well, because we have uh, New Hanover, yeah. which is uh, the Heartlands, which is where Valentine is, which is where we spent the better part of our playable demo, where we saw uh, the first time we ever saw the game back in spring was uh, our demo there was taking place in Valentine in this place, New Hanover. Um, and it's like sort of like the Heartlands of America, like yeah. a lot of cattle towns, a lot of grass, a lot of um, farmland, sort of rich, thick forests. Yeah. Um, and then you've got... My understanding is Lemoyne being uh, a little. I think it, I want to say it's the Lemoyne territory, uh, down towards uh, like Saint Denis and Rhodes, which yeah. is a little more southern as southern. you think of it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Maybe that that Arkansas kind of Arkansas Louisiana Texas sort of yeah, mix yeah, yeah, area yeah, yeah. there. Yeah. The area that used to, was known during the Civil War is the Trans Mississippi, uh, where some of the yes. more brutal action of the Civil War took place, and a lot of the beginnings of what you see as gang culture in the Old West really began. Uh, Interesting. Of, yeah, a lot of those guys that, that ended up, Jesse James's and such that we think of, got their beginning in in that guerrilla war that went on in the Trans-Mississippi between the Union and the Confederates. That's, were. I mean, anytime we talk about the Civil War, I'm just always like, that's fucking horrible. But that's also fascinating, yeah. in addition to being fucking horrible. No, there were people that had learned to be guerrilla fighters, and after the war, they had a very particular set of skills in say things like, you know, small raiding cavalry tactics and yep. little bands that were self-dependent. I think it's interesting because I don't know how far you might have gotten into it with the gang from GameSpot, but we sort of see a little bit of that potentially in uh, this character of Micah, yeah. um, who is a huge douche nozzle. Um, <laughs> 
but well, no, I mean, like, you know, I don't know for sure, but like the sense that I got from him in my time with the game, like during the first five hours and during the bit that you played, I'm sure as well. I think he is very much a holdover from the days of the Civil War from yeah. like he strikes me as whether or not he was actively part of the Confederacy or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's spent a good deal of time with folk like that. Yeah, um, the Reconstruction and post-Reconstruction periods of America, and this game really kind of enters into that post-Reconstruction South-Southwest, yeah. that, that was a rough time. It, it was a time where, where cultural norms and cultural values were really at odds with any kind of conventional ethics as we understand yeah. them today, where the value of human life based on the color of your skin or where you grew up could simply be regarded quite openly and plainly as subhuman. I mean, if, if you read newspaper accounts of the way Native Americans were written about in the 1870s, for example, you read it now and you think it, it's so cartoonishly evil and racist yeah. that it's almost unthinkable. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, it really is. Like, you look at any historical journals, like even even ones that would be, you know, touted by some folks as the good version. Yeah. Like, even those are, like, despicable. And just, like, how could you possibly think this about another human being? And there were dissenting voices. There were always dissenting voices. I remember I had this, uh, I used to have this uh, a magazine article I just love called The Old World's Peculiar Institution, which was uh, a collection of ancient writings, like, going back to B.C. Interesting. That were all anti-slavery writings. Great. From thousands of years ago. And people who looked at it, even then, when it's completely normalized. Uh, within portions of the society that had more, you know, swords than anybody else. Right. And and we're saying this is just wrong. And how long it took to get from this is just wrong in the eyes of a few to, oh my God, maybe we should reconstruct society so that human beings are treated like humans. No way. I know. I would very much like to read these old school woke papers. Indeed, they are. (laughs) But getting back to Red Dead Redemption... So, uh, I if think you're gonna, this is very much on topic. With I think, okay, it is very on topic. But I've tried to be careful. We, we were story spoiler free last week. And I, yeah, I, and I we know very much no, no, you're being good. We are. Yeah, you don't need to be afraid. We're not going to ruin anything for you. But Micah, kind of a jerk. Uh, or very much yeah, a jerk. Yeah, I mean, like, again, I, like, I think I've said this about him before. Before we played the game, before we'd seen a whole lot of it, really, besides the first demo that I'd seen or the first couple of story trailers, like, I don't really trust him at all. Yeah. Um, and I especially don't now. Yeah. Not because there's any particular events that happened during the chunk of the game that I saw and that I played through, but I just don't get a good vibe from him, man. I don't know. Well, this is a collection of people that, that some are going to be more ethically relatable than others, but ultimately this is a group of people that kills people to get what they want. Yeah. And that right there is, is a threshold that, uh, of, of outside of maybe what we consider civility that uh, does lead bit. to some some very colorful personalities, put it that way. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and you know, we know that there are going to be a lot of them that you'll be interacting with very regularly. Some of those fact. folks are. Now, we're not going to go through all 24 gang members. We've already done that before. I don't yeah. think everybody needs. We, that this was is what you episode. need to know. Who you need to know, you need to know Arthur Morgan, our protagonist. The GameSpot guys were in love with him. Yeah, um, I like him a lot. Yeah. Um, I think there was a contingent of folk who were not particularly sold on him when he was first introduced, like as the new anti-hero of the, of the franchise. Um, I feel like I found him super interesting from the get-go. And, and, you know, now that I've had the chance to spend time as him and more time with him, like I, I'm super into Arthur as a protagonist. That do you feel able to, to empathize with him even as his, at his most despicable? I absolutely do. And I think what's really interesting, and again, you know, on that line of everything you need to know, is like we've talked a lot about how Arthur as a character is going to differ from player to player. Yeah. Because you do get the choice, 
you do have the opportunity to make choices throughout this game. Like, you know, your Arthur is very different than my Arthur. Like, there was a part in uh, the in the demo uh, that I think you saw as well, mm-hmm. where you finish a train robbery and yes. you've got some of the crew left from the train. Yeah, I saw now this. Dutch essentially says to you, you know, you can do whatever you want with them. You can let them live or you can execute them. No witnesses is always good, but also I understand if you don't want to get your hands too dirty. Yeah. And, you know, you make that choice. Like, I, I don't know. What's your inclination? Because mine, honestly, like, I want to let these dudes live, but also, like, I don't want no witnesses. No, I'm a very much let the dudes live. But that's a, a product of reading. I, I tend to play White Hat in most games anyway. And that's a product right. of reading too much mythology. I, I was just rereading, you know, the Prydain book. Because bad shit comes back around to you. And good, and good. Good, likewise, yes, yes, circles around. You know, if you spare the the evil creature and and tend to its wounds when it when it's trying to eat you, then later on you come back much later in life and it saves you in a moment when you're about to die. Or it beats your sidekick to death with a crowbar. That can happen too. Like that's the problem there. Yeah, and it's that, like, that I don't me. I don't trust him not to do that. Um, I'll just kill him the second time. See, that's the thing, though, is like there shouldn't have to be a second time. Oh, see, this is and this is why playing Arthur is going to be a lot of fun. Right. Plus, they've written a likable character. One of the things that stood out to me, everything you need to know, here's what you need to know. I keep saying it. I love the writing in Red Dead Redemption. I think the writing is better in this game. And I really enjoy it. I think the dialogue writing is it resonated. And when I say better, how about this? I like it more. It resonated more for me. I, I felt like I was getting... I, I felt like somehow these characters were both more like gnarly and 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 vicious, but at the same time more sympathetic in some ways than a lot of the folks I get. And Red Dead One, they're complex characters, but they're sometimes almost parodic. Well, I think I, I saw less of that in this. Yes, very much. So. And I, th- I think that they sort of took that to heart in the sense of like Red Dead, the original Red Dead Redemption came out, and it was more subdued than GTA 4 coming off the heels of, you know, I think the one that had come out right before it was The Ballad of Gay Tony. And, like, that is an insane expansion pack to a game, mm-hmm. especially just from a character standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Red Dead coming out right after it, like, there's sort of, you can see kind of an evolution where it's like you've got Red Dead basically forcibly being more subdued just because of the age in which it's set. Yeah. Like, you can't, and then going back to Grand Theft Auto V and having a lot of very straightforward satire. Um yeah, I, in my opinion, I feel like if we're going to have a leaning, I think that, I've said this before maybe, Grand Theft Auto is almost pure parody. Yeah. And Red Dead Redemption is very thoughtful satire. Um, that might be where I would draw those lines. So maybe I'm being too clean. No, 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 no. I, I think I would very much agree. Like, Because they have different characters. They there's have not different a, feels. Yes. The, there's not a point in Red Dead Redemption where they're going to have an Old West allegory for Facebook be called Life Invader. <laughs> Like, still my favorite mission in that game. You know, I think that you're right. It is the difference between uh, parody and satire between the two. Because, you know, with, um, you know, there are a bunch of great missions. The Talking Dog, I know you love really well. Um, You know, there's there's not an Old West version of me killing Mark Zuckerberg. Like, there just (laughs) isn't. Like, you know, and not, not yet. To, sorry, Zuck. Like, no Tino shade. Like, I think you're cool. Facebook what what if what if you ever fine. get Kenneth Branagh from the Wild Wild West? I mean, you know. Oh, that, Dr. Har- Har- Harlan get. Loveless? Yeah. Wow. With his spider legs? Okay. Oh, and his deep southern drawl and his weird little mechanical wheelchair. Why, why was Kenneth Branagh slumming like that? Why? Um, I, excuse me, sir. He was in a film with his old and good friend Kevin Klein. 
How dare you? Again, I love Kevin Klein. Why I love is he Will Smith. Like that? I love Selma Hayek. I love Kenneth that, Branagh. That, what are they doing? I in that guarantee movie? that that Wild Wild West is a movie that the first draft of the script that they actually got and read was fucking great. Yeah. And then the studios were just like, oh, well, we got to do this for the kids. We, they Batman and Robin did. And if nothing else, we have Wild Wild West to thank for the superb uh, Drew Hill Cisco track. Wild Wild West, uh, which brought us our Wild Wild guest. Wild Wild guest hook. Let's hear it again right now. We go in straight to the Wild Wild guest. We go in straight to the Wild Wild guest. Yeah! Here we are. Good. So anyways, um, A, thanks, Cisco. That was super rad. Um, again, still not sentences that I think I'll ever actually say in the course of my life, but I still find myself saying it. Oh, yeah. One day um, we're going to hang out with Cisco. Next time Cisco's in town, you and I are totally going to get, like, just let's go get hammered with Cisco. I, d- I don't know if Cisco drinks, that's, but I, I don't know if I'm ready for that. It's, that's a lot of pressure, man. He's a really nice dude. I'm sure. Yeah. But also social anxiety is a really big thing for me, and now I'm really upset hey, man, to man, about it. Sing. I'm so jealous of that no, voice. Okay. So silky um, smooth. Oh, thanks, buddy. I would love to have a great R&B voice. I'm talking about Cisco, not you. Wow, all right. I mean, I like your voice, too, but... Um, anyways... Enough about my anxiety about potentially let's, hanging uh, out with Cisco. Let's cut all of this. No, let's uh, let's head into. All right, so this is the one I can never hold in my head, John Ryan. The real reason you're here right now is because there are three different editions of this game I can purchase <laughs> and a collector's <laughs> okay. box. And despite the fact that they're not that confusing, there's something wrong with my brain, and I just can't. It's get because them all you straight. don't have to do wiki's work anymore. Jared. Is that what? <laughs> It's because it, it's because rote memorization of, of trivial facts is no longer a, fa- a function Important of your everyday. part of my life. Yeah. It's a very good point. Yeah. Mm. The number of button codes I can enter from memory oh, in GTA yeah. 5. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those weeks of our lives we spent just punching some in, hoping we got them right, and then eventually we did, and it was so, so good. Codes. I love codes. Uh, anyway, please continue. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if I guess I'm just going to get my, my usefulness out of the way so you can kick me off the show. Whatever. Um, so, no. So, we've got a few different editions of the game coming up. Um, if you have yet to pre-order it, if you're holding off, um, there are a few different bonuses that you can jump onto. There's the standard edition of the game, um, which, to my knowledge, I think uh, PlayStation 4 gets some exclusive uh, content first. So, I think there's a 30-day period where you'll get, like, an extra weapon, a new outfit, and I think one mission, maybe? Okay. Off the top of my head, I'm not totally sure on that one. Okay, that's right. Uh, then there's the standard uh, digital pre-order with bonuses for content in single-player. Mm-hmm. You get, I believe, uh, a treasure hunting activity. You mm-hmm. get uh, one extra mission. I think you get a couple of horse types and some weapons. Yep. Um, I know you get items that can enhance your abilities. So, like, there are some that you, you have these cool mechanics uh, called core stats. Basically, your health or your stamina or your dead eye. Um, you have essentially the, the way that it works is you have a core that is uh, full to a certain level, and depending on how full that level is, your your uh, pool of it is wrapped around it. So, like yeah. your, your health meter, uh, the remaining health that you have is indicated on the outside of this ring, and the the overall quality of that health, how fast it will regenerate, yeah. is on the inside. It's a very core. cool system. Um, and then you get either. I'm not sure if it's a bonus to how quickly you level up or if it's a bonus to how long those cores stay full. Okay. Um, but in the single player bonus, you are in the single or the standard edition bonuses with single player content, you get upgrades to those cores. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also get a talisman uh, and I think one other piece of equipment as well that will increase your uh, eagle eye ability, which is that sort of. 
uh, not detective mode, detective mode. Yeah. Uh, basically, like when you go into uh, Eagle Eye Vision, you can see uh, scent trails that'll mm-hmm. let you track animals. Uh, you Cowboy can... Batman! Oh, God, yes. I really hope that there's a pseudo Batman outfit. <laughs> like, just give me a cape. I just want a cape. Well, we, again, we'll, we'll, we'll get to online, but I, the, the inevitable Undead Nightmare online. Oh, I would uh, love that. If, it's old, if, if they just do John Carpenter's vampires, I'm 100% okay with it. Okay, can we... Or Clive Barker's Undying, I this guess, is the more Western no longer. Feel. This is no longer the Red Dead Redemption podcast. This is now the John Carpenter's Vampire podcast. Remember that time uh, that he cut that dude in half with his fingernails after he opens the door to a party? I do remember that time. That was gross. It, it screwed me up as remember a kid. How they, remember how they drag that guy, they throw in a they pull them out with a winch into the sunlight and they burn. Oh, yeah. Part- okay, we're back to Red Dead Redemption again. No, uh, I'm still on this. Additions. No, we're moving on to Clive Barker's Undying now. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I'm the worst guest ever. Um, so, yeah, so the standard edition comes with a bunch of cool stuff like that. Then, speaking of Red Dead Online, the ultimate edition, which is the thir- uh, top tier copy of the game that you can pre order, uh, that comes with all of the single uh, standard pre order edition stuffs and then also uh, a bunch of stuff for Red Dead Online, uh, yep. which was cool because one, we didn't really know much about it, and we still don't, but yeah. we, we also have a nice fair bit of knowledge about that now because after a couple weeks ago they first released their um you know first sort of press release about what red dot online will actually be you know that seems like a great segue before we get to the collector's box let's just go ahead and say what do we know about red dot online at this point well i know a great deal about red dot online because i was actually fortunate enough to do qa with the uh development team working on it which was super cool zounds Um, it's almost as if we planned this no wait did you you son of a bitch Oh, it's like I know what I'm doing. I'm never coming back here ever again. Um, so the cool thing about Reddit Online is that, you know, based on the stuff that we know from the collector's bonuses, we know that we'll all have our own camps. We know that we'll have our own little base of operations. We know that we'll have our potentially our own gangs even. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the coolest things that we talked about with the, with the devs that they mentioned in our Q&A was that they're really interested and focused on the idea of morality mm-hmm. in Red Dead Online. Cool. And so I'm curious to see what that looks like for us as players. Um, you know, we know that there's a bit of a revision to the honor system in single player, um, depending on how you act with people, how you talk to people, but also how you, you know, murder people or not murder people. <laughs> your honor rating will go up and down. I'm curious to see if we'll have essentially just a very similar version of that in online or if it's going to be sort of a broader idea where like you have people choosing to live a very moral life or a very immoral life essentially playing cops and robbers yeah um, or I guess sheriffs and outlaws um, either way but I mean that's I think that that's the that's an interesting idea where no like, I love the idea I, I like can, the idea of, of you know I wonder if you're going to be able to identify people I literally wonder if your hat will get more white or more black or if there will be some kind of I think you'll still indicator be able to wear in that regard want, like, no but I, I see like a meter that's like that's, I'm oh, sure yeah, that's yeah, not yeah, yeah. they're not going for anything that overt, I think. I, no, I'm very be, curious. It'll be to much see what more nuanced like, because the whole theme of this game is open. I am as excited about Red Dead Online as I am about the core single player campaign, and that's rare for me. I oh, play yeah. a lot of online games, um, but I thought GTA Online was a monumental achievement. Uh, it was an experiment that accomplished a lot and grew yeah. into something truly tremendous. Yeah, I mean, even in the initial rocky weeks, like, it was still a phenomenal I- idea. And, like, conceptually, yeah. it worked out very well. Yeah, and what it became a couple of years later in particular is just yeah. unbelievable. But 
what I like to think about is everything that they learned from that, that they have not been able to retrofit into GTA 5 or that they just saved. Her. They're like, you know right. what? We could fix this in GTA 5, but why don't we just build it from the ground up in Red Dead Online? Yeah, of course. And there's going to be a whole host of quality of life changes and new ideas and complete improvements we never thought of that are going to roll out with this thing. Yeah. I can't I'm, wait to see what they are. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, we know that they the team is really focused on that idea of like you know they're super honest about the fact that the the launch of GTA online was pretty rocky yeah um it had its fair share of problems um and you know i think for them they really sort of started to find their footing they say when they released the heights heists yeah. <laughs> patch um which i mean if you if you've played it it's phenomenal it is one of the most fun experiences i had playing GTA online mm-hmm. um and i still play GTA online pretty regularly yeah you play um and then you know, all of the iterations of that on top of that, you know, you look at what they've done with, you know, the gun running and the, and the smugglers run updates. And then yeah. eventually the second round of heists, the doomsday heist with like jetpacks and fucking flying DeLoreans and shit. And leaning into the crew oriented stuff yes, that they did. And, and then how that can manifest as gang stuff. Right. And like, that. you know, I don't think that we're going to see, you know, a horse turn into a flying stagecoach. I don't think we'll see the flying train from Back to the Future 3, though I would love to, Rockstar. If you're watching, please put that in G- Red Dead Online. What I'm excited about, you mentioned morality. I have wanted for ever and ever and ever and ever there to be a rock star game outside of noir that really lets me play as a good guy and this might find there's no reason for them not to do it yeah what if there's just as rich a way to be a part of the system as there is to work against it what if they found a way to make it just as fun to be one of the good guys as it is to be one? I mean, of I think that, that that would be an incredibly smart choice on their front, like That's because what I'm you for. could still have the the concept of camps. Like, I don't think it would yeah. be you know you wouldn't have like an apartment instead of a camp outside of town. Like you would just have a camp for marshals, where yeah. it's just like you know this is a staging ground for the law officers of this region. Yeah, this is the ranger post. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that would be really, really, really neat. And I. I just really want to see how it goes. I like the idea of being able to be with a team of people at a ranger post. I like the... Oh, well, I think we broke the set. I think the set broke us. Yeah, there we are. Oh, the set literally broke... Oh, the... Hey, this is the Pockets Full of Soup logo that uh, Gary made. Hey, thanks, Gary. Thank you, Gary. One of the super friends. And it just fell off the wall uh, because it was literally taped on. Great job, buddy. Stick it down. No problem. I'm making a mess here. Oh, what'd I don't you know what that is. is. I don't know. You know what it's that a plug is? Oh, that's one of those plugs. This is the plug that when I rented this apartment that my old boss, who used to live here, left all these childproof plugs in every plug in the house. We have a lot of plugs in this apartment. So, what was his name? Uh, this guy's name? Yeah. His name was Hollander Cooper. And, sick burn, uh, Hollander. Way to go. Sick burn, indeed. And Hollander just left all these in there, and I have been taking them out for months, and I'm that still is, coming across them. That is deliciously spiteful. He's I love an it. evil man. Good. A good evil man. Good. He's actually a very nice person. He's like Arthur Morgan. Back to it. See, look at that. Look at that. There We're going to go. around. So that Arthur Morgan. So that's that's what we know about online. We don't have a date for online yet, right? We know it's uh, going to go into beta in November right. at some point. Um, my best guess would probably be the middle of the month, uh, maybe towards the end of it. Give Because one of the other things, too, that, that you know was... Clearly a reason that GTA Online launched after GTA 5 and why we're seeing a, a delay between Red Dead Online and Red Dead Redemption 2 single player 
is that not only does it give the development team more time to get past the launch of their massive single-player game and then, you know, be ready for the launch of their massive multiplayer game online, mm-hmm. um, but it also gives us a much better chance to understand the world and to know its landmarks and the intricacies of the mechanics and the systems that we all should be aware of. Like, it gives everybody a relatively level baseline going into it. Yep. So it's not that, you know, if you buy your first Call of Duty game, and you jump straight into multiplayer, odds are you're probably going to get murdered very quickly. (laughs) Um, Because everyone else there, not everybody else, but many of the other people there have been playing it for literally years or weeks at the very least. Um, And so now we're all going to have relatively the base level of skills and the level of knowledge about the world itself and the way that we have to sort of, we can behave in it. Excellent. Yeah. I'm really excited about this. So moving on to the next things you need to know. We've got John Marston, our, or pardon me, we've got, geez, Arthur Morgan, our protagonist. John Marston was John Marston is back. John Marston is back, and he's kind of a dick. Yeah, young John Marston, but I'm not surprised he's a by that. snickety little bastard. He is, and, and that's, uh, without spoiling anything, John, we've known for a long time, is was, he's talked about how bad he was, but yeah, I mean, John and Arthur don't seem to get along so well. He's kind of a young whippersnapper. That's the thing where it's like, it's, it's that notion of like, you know, in the first game, John says like, we're bad men. We killed people we didn't like. Yeah. And you see that because like when John in, in Red Dead Redemption 1, like you hear him say it and I guess you believe him because he's telling you yeah. these things. But like John's a pretty good guy in Red Dead Redemption, in the yeah. original. And, you know, it's not... I haven't seen John be, like, a heinous monster or anything in my time with Red Dead 2, but, like, I can also see that potential for his headstrong nature get the better of him. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like... These are men of violence. That That's something that came, came down like a hammer on me in the parts of the game I played, was these are not nice people. Yeah. They can be polite. Yeah. They can be civil. They can be kind and charitable. But these are... Killers. Yeah. Well, so there was a really great moment in the first five. Uh, in, actually, it was within the first hour or so, really. It was in like the first actual mission you get your hands on the controller with. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to spoil anything, so don't you worry. Um, there's a moment where you meet uh, a, a woman who you're essentially rescuing her. Yeah. And Dutch says this really great thing as he sort of wraps a blanket around her shoulders. And he says, we're bad men, miss. Mm-hmm. But we're not them. Referring to the dudes that you rescued her from. Yeah. And... I think that that's going to be something that we see a lot of in this game is that we're never going to be able to forget that the peop- that Arthur as a person does bad things, potentially for bad reasons, uh, and that the group of people that he lives with and, and you know, are his family, essentially, yeah. are comfortable with, m- at best, morally gray decisions. It's moral relativism um, at its most literal. Yeah. But I think one of the other things that's going to be interesting is to see what the sort of abjectly worse people look like in this world. And whether or not we see much difference by the end of the story. Yes. Because that's, I, I feel like this is, they've been very, hinted very strongly, this is a tale of degeneration. Yep. We think, this is, this is a point I want to make. You were talking about everything we need to know. We make a point, because we played Red Dead 1, of thinking we know what happened. Yeah. We well, we know how John Marston turned out many years later. Mm-hmm. But the best prequel stories, and there are great prequel stories oh, yeah. in literature, have the effect of dropping that bomb on us that rev- 
completely resets our context for understanding something that yeah. happened. There are great stories told that way. I strongly suspect Rockstar is leaning into you think you know. The fact that they showed us so much of John yeah. leads me to believe that there's very much a you think you know what happens here, but you don't even know. Yeah. And and even though we see how it ends up, that the path that leads from one to the other is a much more interesting journey than we've imagined. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I feel very much like, you know, uh, I said in a piece that I wrote for IGN last week where, you know, I thought that I knew how sort of the structure of the game would go based on stuff that I'd pulled from trailers and, yeah. and sort of inclinations that I had based on what they had showed us. And I was really happy to see that once I played through the first four or five hours of the game that I was pretty wrong about Excellent. <laughs> specifically how those would play out. Isn't being surprised great? It is. And like, here's the thing. It's like, I don't think... From from a narrative beat standpoint, like we we know that we're going to see the the fracture and fall of the Vanderlyn gang. Like we yeah. know that we're going to see that. We know that we're going to see John and Javier and Bill and Dutch part ways. Definitely not amicably. Yeah. Um, but how those moments happen, I'm super curious about. Like we have that great bit from Arthur's VO in the very first trailer, the first one that had just like all of those nature shots, and that ended with him staring. It would look like a burning oil field. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he says that thing of you know, uh, when this is all over, you know, run or you don't look back. Mm-hmm. This is done. This is over. And you know, I I would assume that he's talking to John in that moment. Mm-hmm. But I'm even more curious now after having seen much more of the game to know what brings us to that moment. Me too. Especially after seeing the lengths that Arthur will go to or that you can choose to have him go to as we were talking about like with those guys yeah. on the train for example. Because if it gets to the point where these people are saying this is too much we should probably not do this anymore after they've literally spent years of their lives robbing, stealing, and killing yeah. what could that possibly be like. yeah I, I'm really excited about that too and now we're at everything you need to know everything we want to know we're at a very different spot but yeah we're back to that alright so another thing very quickly to emphasize we've talked about this a lot on the show but if you haven't been watching over the last few weeks we want to make sure you understand this keeping it concise this appears to be a new kind of video game yes it's an open world yes. video game yes it has a lot of familiar video gamey mechanics and things in it but this looks like a world where a lot of the seams that you recognize from video games have been smoothed over and hidden by very carefully crafted systems, yeah. a very carefully crafted world, and it's going to feel different than most of what you played in open world before. I think so. Um, I think that, you know, if you played the original Red Dead Redemption, you'll understand that in that game, which I think kind of offered a lot of clues for open world games to come in the years following, yep. and even still to this day you have a very binary way of interacting with the world around you. Um, You have the option to essentially, you know, point your gun at somebody and do a bad thing or not point your gun at somebody and maybe do a good thing. Yeah. Uh, Or say a nice thing and then leave. Yep. And those lines are a lot grayer now. Yep. You know, with the if if you're unaware if you if you haven't been catching up a whole lot on on the new sort of systems and mechanics in the game basically every npc that you encounter whether or not they're central to the story or if they're just some dude riding his horse down a trail um can be interacted with and conversed with uh pretty deeply yeah you, you can dig layer after layer the and 
this will in turn be affected by your previous relationship with that individual, yep. where they are, the time of day, the activity they're involved in, because they're cycling through all kinds of life, whether they're with a friend or not, yeah. a, a million other, whether you're dirty or not, whether you know, you're covered in blood or not, etc. And that goes layers down. And yet, all that complexity is controlled by an extremely simple interface. First, as you pointed out from the first game, they have carried over. If your gun's out or your gun's not out, that affects how people react. Yes. Immediately, they'll just... <laughs> if your gun's out, they know you're there for trouble. Right. Or they assume that you're there for yeah. trouble. Yeah. But you put the gun away, and then L2, uh, left yep. trigger, suddenly creates a situation where you are given contextual face button options. They're very simple commands, but yet they do very different things depending on the context of the situation that you're in. And they let you dig. Because right. go doing one thing can often lead to others. Exactly. Like so, there there was a point uh, in in our demo where I essentially I just tormented this poor boy. Um, you mentioned this, yeah. The last I, yeah, time you're I, on, you're I really so I really kid. ruined this kid's day. Um, but I tried to walk that back. Um, I tried after berating this kid pretty mercilessly. Um, you have essentially th two or three buttons uh, whenever you generally interact with an NPC. You, yeah. You have, Once you bring that trigger menu up, you right. Got, yeah. Uh, you hit L two, and then you have the option uh, to greet or antagonize them or draw your gun. Uh, greeting is basically your friendly option. So it's howdy, nice horse, and that changes depending on you know who you're talking to, yeah. where you are, what's happening around you. So like, In intimidates one too, right? That's that's a contextual one. Oh, a contextual one. So okay. you, I, the basics of them, I believe, are just great or antagonized. Okay. But it's, it, again, it's all just move. It digs. Yeah. Right. So like you can, you'll be able to greet someone, and then once you greet them, you you know if it's a stranger riding uh, a horse with a hunting cart, like a carcass slung over the back, you'll comment and say, you know, hey, that's a good kill. Way to go. Where'd you find that? And maybe they'll tell you where you can go hunt for meat now. Um, and for all you know, that opens up a new mission because the Right. Mission lines are likewise blurred and obscured. In yeah, I mean, you can, ways. you know, there are clear indicators for when you want to do like, you can you can toggle the UI to basically tell you like, hey, this is going to be story content over here. Yeah. Um, but you can also completely remove the UI and just walk around and like walk up yeah. to people and talk to them and see what happens, which I think is super great. You know, there. This was some of the GameSpot guys talked about. It was that. that they they didn't none of it felt unimportant. It was yeah. it wasn't a matter of world of story missions and non-story missions. Exactly. It was just like everything I'm doing matters. Yeah. Right now. In in one of uh, the demos, I think it was the UK team saw um, they had rescued this guy from a situation, and he, you know, Arthur at the end of that when he was leaving had basically said like, hey, you know, don't don't tell anybody about this. Like, just you go on. I'm glad I saved you, but don't mention this to anyone. And then. Later, they ran into him in town, and the dude's with his friend. He's like, oh, hey, this is that guy I was telling you about. <laughs> and immediately, you're just like, dude, I told you not to say anything. You know, there's a, that's curious. There's a story from the Bible almost exactly like that. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah. Jesus uh, helps a dude out, and it's like, please don't tell anybody about this. And then the guy goes back and tells everybody, and he gets so swamped, he can't go back into town anymore. Exactly. So it reminds me of that. Yeah. And so, I mean, in that moment, like, I'm curious to know what happens if you pull up that context menu. Like, can you admonish him for being like, I told you not to fucking tell anybody yeah. about me. What yeah. the hell, man? But maybe the guy introduces you to opens up something else. Exactly. You just never know. Yeah, there's... So, and that's when we get into the feature stuff. That's we're gonna, what we're going to do here now, John. I didn't prep you for this, but oh, no. so there's so many features of this game that we're just going to kind of rapid fire, go back and forth, cool feature, and we're not going to go in depth on any of them. Okay, okay. We're just going to go back and forth on cool things until we run out. 
or until we get tired. Okay, I'll probably stop. get tired first, to be honest. So, well, then I'll call a stop to it. But we talked about that core mechanic and how it affects the design attitude around yeah. the game. So now, other things you need to know. First off, possums play dead. Go. Uh, your guns can get dirty and jam. Yep. If you shoot a hole through an animal, the hole's actually where he shot it. So if you shoot it with buckshot, more holes in it, you get less money for the hide. Also, carcasses rot. The same thing goes for people, too, which is just gross. Not necessarily a separate fact, just a fun factoid on top of that. Horse controls are so much better. Yeah, you, you're, you can actually just, like, ride on the road now. Um, let's see. Uh, your camp is going to have sort of a morale level, depending on how much uh, money and supplies it has. And you can contribute to that, or you can super not. There is a fast travel system. Yep. Uh, you can have your own little camps. Mm -hmm. Gun customization rocks. First off, there's just some stuff that's purely cosmetic and awesome. Second, there's effectual stuff that you can do. And third, if you just don't want to look at the shopping list, you can read the entire gun catalog that's sitting there in front of you. It's true. Um, <laughs> you can also go ahead and, and pick up stuff on all of the shelves because almost everything at the general store is interactable and you can just pick it up and buy it right off the shelf as opposed to having to go through the catalog. Um, yeah. You have a satchel. In addition to your other regular kind of ring menu carry thing, you also have a satchel of important items that are quest-related or have some other quick reference stuff in them. And it's actually, I wondered if it was going to be superfluous, but I found myself using it quite a bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, your hair grows in real time. And in order to, you can't just immediately grow a beard you have to wait until your hair grows like if you cut into mutton chops and lose this part of the beard you have to wait the week or so until arthur's beard fills back in to actually have a full beard again sometimes you take cover and then someone shoots a slow heavy bullet at you and the cover simply explodes not because it's like got a bomb inside but because it's old wood and that's a gun and it blows out next to your head and you're like oh wow this isn't video game cover i could die here yep um, all of the physics on bodies are independently and uniquely rendered dynamically. Um, so when you, you know, shoot a guy in the leg, his leg will fall out from under him. He may not die, but he will probably fall over. Um, yeah. You and your horse both uh, show your breath in the cold because it's awesome. Yep. Uh, you and your horse can both get dirty. Uh, if your horse gets too dirty for too long, it will start to lose uh, its ability to regenerate health. You have loadouts. Uh, you can't carry every weapon all the time. Instead, your horse sort of serves as your, your riding arsenal. Yep. And uh, you take certain loadouts with you when you leave the horse, depending on what you want to do. Your horse is super important to you. Uh, if your horse dies, you will have to get another horse. Because you've bonded with your horse, you will want to make sure that your horse does not die. To ensure that your horse does not die, you even have the option to tell your horse to run away from combat scenarios. You can get off of it, pull out your guns, and then slap it on the ass and tell it to flee, and it will leave. Uh, stealth is good. Uh, and uh, a lot of fun. Uh, the bow is a really fun weapon in those situations. Stealth doesn't feel forced. It feels very natural. And in the stealth situation I played, I had the ability to give commands to squad mates using the same contextual menu that I'd normally use for conversation and control the flow of the battle. Yeah. And um, it worked really well. Yeah, I liked how that played out, actually. it was. An, I'm curious to see what that looks like in larger scenarios. Mm -hmm. um, speaking of your fellow gang members, we know that uh, in addition to yourself, John, Bill, Javier, and Dutch, the folks that you met from the first game, and Abigail and Jack, Marston as well, um, Abigail Roberts, I suppose, back then, um, you can also hang out with almost anybody else in the gang at almost any time, it seems. Uh, you can basically say, hey, Lenny, let's go and have a beer in town, and then you and Lenny can go on a fun little adventure, just you and old Lenster. Mm -hmm. um, 
or you can, sort of Dragon Age Origins style, but but one on one. Yeah, you can yeah. create a party of two. That's all. I love. Uh, that. Or potentially more. You know, we saw missions where you would have uh, Arthur and uh, some of the ladies from camp, Karen and Mary Beth and Tilly. Uh, an uncle hop on a wagon and all ride to town. So ostensibly, like you could potentially invite a bunch of folks to go hang out with you. I'm not sure whether or not they'll all join you or if they'll all be able to tag along, but we know at least you can go on adventures with one pal. You can play competitive dominoes. And poker. And fishing. And five-finger fillet. And canoeing. Well, actually, I don't know if it's competitive. but uh, All canoeing is competitive. <laughs> Come on now. It's you versus nature. You versus nature, yeah. indeed. Uh, and blackjack. And blackjack. And actually, have we seen poker technically at this point yet? Yeah, hold them. We've seen Hold'em. We have seen Hold'em. Yeah, okay, seen I saw Hold'em. Blackjack in the trailer. I couldn't remember yeah. if we saw Hold'em. Um, at least I'm pretty sure it was Hold'em in the trailer. I know there's Blackjack Well, there's the Blackjack There's in the, no in, way they took Hold'em There's now. Blackjack in the latest gameplay demo. Yeah, that's one of the There things. is Hold'em in the first In the first one. You're right. Yep. I remember that. Um, Good. Thanks, Jeff. Of course. Thank you. Uh, you can hunt for food, which will then make your camp uh, better supplied, which will make the morale better, which will make uh, potentially better ammo supplies and food stores and supplies available to you when you go back to camp to resupply yourself before heading back out the world you can collect cigarette cards you can collect cigarette cards um, and i will good i'm sure and i will so as well will you as I, a guide's I writer have to. um let's see we know that this is the largest map that rockstar's ever created you can uh, throw a uh, human body that you've killed into a fire and the fire will spread slowly from the clothing on its wrist across its body naturally and finally it'll become a charred husk Gross. Yeah, I totally did that. I'm sure you did. I don't don't disagree with that. Um, There's crafting. Uh, Not necessarily in the old sense where you have to go into menu, menu, menu. I don't know how the crafting system works because I didn't get a chance to play with it. Uh, But you can carry a bunch of supplies. You can find new recipes out in the world. Like I opened up a box in this little burned out camp uh, and I found essentially a Molotov recipe. Mm. Um, Yeah. I uh, was uh, involved in a, a gunfight where several of my allies were fighting alongside me, including mm-hmm. John Marston and Bill Williamson. And uh, after that battle, uh, I came to a body, and one of my outlaw teammates had already looted it. <laughs> Those dicks. Yeah. So it wasn't just like everybody was waiting around for me to loot. Yeah. They um, had... I believe enemies will do that, too. If, if you shoot their friend, they will try and loot their friend's body as well. <laughs> Um, I did not know I th- that. I think that that's the thing that happens, yeah. I believe that they can also loot bodies. Like, if, if, if you kill a guy and then kind of forget about what's happening over there, like, they may well start stealing shit. Um, you can be the target of robbers and highwaymen. Um, mm-hmm. A couple of different times, I was riding along and, and would pass by some other uh, gangsters from this other gang, the O'Driscoll gang. And at first, they just kind of stood by on trees, but then they tried to rob me. Yep. Those assholes. Uh, you, you can uh, not necessarily pay the bets that you owe. Uh, if you're doing one of the bet-type events where you lose a wager, you don't have to give them the money. They may throw down on you, yep. but you have to manually pay people. Yeah, so you, you can just walk away. Yeah, that is one of my favorite things. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you can get, again, going back to similarly with the horse, when you do get filthy dirty, people will change how they react based on that. And depending on what you're dirty with... Uh, if you're just muddy, mud will like cake and dry on you and it'll just kind of be a dirty shirt and people are going to be like, oh, you're pretty dirty. But you can also end up getting covered in blood. I shot a dude in the middle of the street and then a little cursor popped up and it said like, hey, by the way, like if somebody finds a body in the middle of the road, they're going to investigate it and probably call the cops. So I was like, okay, great. We'll pick him up and put him in the woods. And then when I put him down, I was covered in blood. Oh, that's awesome. 
You can uh, switch between first and third person on the fly and play the entire game in first person if you want to. And it's not just a camera change. The game's optimized to be played that way. Yep. Uh, you can also change specific elements about the game, such as head bob mode. When you get on a horse, you can toggle on and off the horse when you're on the when you're like there. Um, or I think it might be the head bob for the horse that you can toggle on and off. Um, you can also, I think it's all the time, but it might just be when you're riding. Uh, you can use toggle on a cinematic camera, mm-hmm. uh, much like they had in GTA V. But instead of having to hold down a button to do it, you can just make it a default camera. Um, and the camera angles on that are really quite lovely. You can uh, switch between shoulders with the D-pad, uh, yep. which view you see over. Yep. Um, you can take side. There are side missions. Uh, yeah. You can take selfies. You uh, there was one mission that we took on where we got a uh, uh, tasked with trying to find uh, old older gunslingers of the old old west, mm-hmm. uh, and you know take photos of them and and get uh, information about them. And we were handed a camera, which we immediately just turned around into self portrait mode. <laughs> um, and so yeah, there's there's uh, a, a limited maybe or fully functional. I'm not sure which uh, photo mode. Oh my gosh! I think I got that camera, and I never, never even occurred to me to take my own picture. You can 100. percent Oh my it's gosh! Great. It's this little tiny cool. portable camera, but yeah, big. I didn't even think about it. Yep. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. Um, a couple of questions for you. So we're 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 going to talk about things we don't necessarily know, but you did tell me that one of the very first things you wanted to be able to do was hog tie somebody or rope somebody and pull them behind your horse. Did you try in the demo? So I tried, but it was with someone who I believe was technically classified as a child. Ah, so you don't know if it works still. Sure. Um, I know. Well, that's actually not true. No, in the first five hours, I did rope and hog tie somebody. Okay. A definitely an adult person. Though. Okay, but did you um, pull them behind your horse like you wanted to? Did you drag them? I don't honestly remember. I think I no. I think I just lassoed him and then tied him up and put him on the back of the horse. I'll put him on the back. Okay, because um, you had mentioned wanting to be able to drag people. Oh, well, I really want to do, be able to do that in online because you couldn't yeah. do that to people in online in the yeah. first Red Dead Redemption, which you still owe so, me fucking playing so we with. To, we do um, that, That's but true. I also desperately want to be able to do that to people online. Like I really hope like they can figure out a way to make it fair for the person getting lassoed, like make it a quick time event to untie yourself or whatever. Yeah. Um, I just think that'd be impossibly funny. As far as I know, I don't know whether or not we can swim. Do you know? People you can, asking. but you can. limitedly. <gasps> um, I this don't... Uh, this breaking news, ladies this and gentlemen. We get asked this about is... this all the time. Okay. Really? Yeah. That, this. Yeah. Week. Uh, I didn't swim, but I was told that you can. Okay. Um, I don't believe there's like underwater segments like in GTA V, for example. But I do believe that you have the ability to traverse through water. Okay. Um, I don't think you can. There's. I don't think there's going to be a lot of like sub river. Exp- exploration right? okay not like you're not gonna just like scuba diving in the great salt lake yes or but you will like also that. not immediately die if you get your boots wet there we go you heard it here first well actually probably you heard it elsewhere but you probably heard it elsewhere because i definitely heard it elsewhere okay that's that's one of the things that uh, we've gotten asked about a lot yeah so i'm very excited that you knew that because i had no clue. yeah well there you go the there more you know all right the more you know yeah. indeed and there's a million unanswered questions all these oh, things man. here we're just listing 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 i'm not going to go down a features list here but all of this adds up to more than the sum of the parts. Um, I said this with the guys last week. Unfortunately, no one can be told what the Matrix is. You have to see it for yourself. <laughs> uh, it really is a special slice. Uh, I, I, am, I think it would be irresponsible of me to render judgment of a game that I have not played, played in a full, whole of lot of. Um, but... Every impression I see tells me that we're going to see something really special in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, this, that's sort of been my takeaway as well for the last couple of weeks is, you know, I don't know if this will be sort of, 
the like bar shifting momentous gaming occasion that we saw with say GTA 3 for example where it's like this is how things are done now mm-hmm. um, it could be I, I mean, don't know I think but Breath it, of the Wild seemed to have that power and I feel like this is going to follow this is a I, different take on the Breath of the Wild design philosophy yeah I mean I think that it, it is a trend that we're seeing in gaming it's just again this is sort of what Rockstar does where it's like we're going to do things like that conceptually may have been done previously. In this case, they're yeah. doing things that also have not been done that way. Right. But they also do things like, you know, the notion of cooking a camp or the notion of providing food for yourself while out in the world in a, in a story-driven yeah. open-world game. They don't necessarily invent that idea, but they take it and they show you how to do it as best you possibly can. That's what I meant when I said uh, similar to Breath of the Wild. I didn't mean to say that they were taking ideas from it. That's, no, that's no, no, not no, 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 no. That's not, that's not what I'm of, saying. I like, think that's a case of like parallel evolution. They're very different games. Yeah, I mean, well, we've but seen a lot of that in the last it's, couple of years. It is, and it's the same kind of thing where I think it's, it's less is more. The things you... It's all the things you don't notice. It's all the layers of abstraction that are being right. removed. Exactly. And, then, and so that that's really make the thing it so is like, awesome. You know, the, the point that I was going to make is that you know it may not be a momentous shift in the industry. Yeah. But it's definitely something fucking special. I think it may end up being a momentous shift. I, I was talking again. It could uh, be. It could well be. The GameSpot guys, and we were talking about the difference between Odyssey and this. And Odyssey yeah. is, you know, I think I think the phrase "game ass game" was used. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, where I'm playing a shitload of Odyssey, and I'm loving it. It's a right. great time. Like, games are fun. But it's but. it's a, it is very clearly a game to. It is a world to play in. It's the to, guy to, with the to, big exclamation point over his exactly. head and the janky that, I, and this is something that's also in, in all the trappings are there, one but of, it doesn't feel one of anything like that. that. Rockstar said to me, I don't know if they said something similar to you, is that they're trying to make this world just as much of a place to live and to like visit as it is a place to play a game in, mm. um, and I, I think that that's sort of. The really special thing is that there but are a lot not of games in the that boring PlayStation Home way. <laughs> there are a lot of games that have said that before. <laughs> uh, that you know we want our worlds to be li- like the living, breathing, open world is one of my fucking most hated cliches in writing, and I've I've certainly used it. I'm not, you know, completely but you hate, free, you hate the but it's it's some it's one of those oldest, you know, tropes that you can say now in writing about games, and yet I find myself not wanting to use it in in you know coverage but just feeling like this is finally that promise being delivered on excellent this excites me so much now so we're going to call that just about everything you need to know uh about red yeah i would say just about we i don't think uh, like look we didn't touch on every single thing because because we'd be here for 20 hours yeah um but i think it's a good i think it's a good precess i think it's a good summary as for us here at Red Dead Radio, uh, what you need to know about us, uh, a couple of questions you may have. Uh, will we be reviewing the game? Yes, I'll review Red Dead Redemption. Ooh, I'm fancy. Yes. I'm going to review uh, Red Dead Redemption, so, yeah, too. I'm review. When will I review it? That depends when I get it. Uh, and uh, it's going to be a big, you know, it'll be, be a big game. Be, yeah, it's a big game, and uh, you'll get the review when I'm done. First review will be spoiler-free. Um, Good for you. And then later on... We will play through the game together. Aww. Talk about the stories and because this, this is a water cooler game. This this is going to be the meat of this podcast. All this build up, it's nothing compared to the joy of sitting around and talking about what happened. Hey, 
So yeah, in real we'll life, be you're ta- telling monster. those stories back and forth, interacting with you. Mail human. at reddeadradio.com. This mail at reddeadradio.com. We know you got a lot of questions. We're going to try to answer some of those next week. Uh, we've got a mailbox full of questions, mail bag yeah. full we of questions. Next week, just all questions. I think so. Yeah, I think next Let's week we'll be answering all the questions because we've the week after that, the game is out. The game is out. So <gasps> we're going to answer your questions next week as well as we can. Get ready for that that final hype. Uh, and then eventually we'll do a spoiler cast, finally. Uh, so but, well, not so finally. I want to be clear, because Brown then online launches. Uh, guess what? Red Dead Radio is going to be around a while. Yeah. So thank yes. you. Yes, it will. Uh, and we're going to be here with you. We thank you for watching and listening. Um, again, this is uh, this is my job. Um, I really like having this job. In order to keep having this job, I need money. Uh, and as uh, Matthew Broderick said in uh, the seminal classic Godzilla 1998, that's where you come in. Uh, but if you want to support what I do here at Red Dead Radio, you can go to reddeadradio.com. And uh, our Patreon there has a lot of pretty nifty bonuses, exclusive content, uh, as well as uh, updates on what's going on here, some polls for things that we do, etc. And entire episodes of, uh, of a podcast I make called Am I Boring You Yet? that you can only find there. So uh, I can't believe you just fucking quoted Nick Totopoulos. Uh, you know what? Sometimes, that is the only redeeming quality. I can't, I just, I can't believe I just got his fucking name right. I like money. I have a little. I'd like to have more. That's where you come in. And then the Raptors ice skated. Uh, they were, yeah, they were 100% Raptors. I that, was about to say they weren't, but that's a fucking lie. They were fucking Raptors. Uh, yeah, wow. Baby yeah. Godzillas are just tiny Raptors. John Ryan, what do you got to plug? Uh, well, if this was not, in fact, everything you need to know about Red Dead Redemption 2, uh, please, by all means, go over and check out all of the good work, uh, I think it's good work at least, that yeah, I've been doing uh, over on IGN as well as the rest of our stellar crew who have actually definitely demonstrably be doing good work. Um, Ryan McCaffrey, Tina Meany, um, our UK team, Alex Simmons, Daniel Krupa, uh, Joe Scrubbles, they've all seen the game, played the game. Uh, they've done a ton of great coverage on it. Uh, so if you do still have any lingering questions from this rambling nonsense that we just put up, Go over to IGN.com for a much more curated and uh, streamlined version. Man, I love that you brought out Joey Scribbs. I feel like in another universe, Johnny D, Jonathan Dornbush of IGN, uh-huh. and Joey Scribbs are buddy cops. Like, I want that to happen so bad. Oh, I like that a lot. Johnny D and Joey Scribbs yeah. fighting crime. Yep, and I like the idea that Sam's their captain. <laughs> it's just because he has a mustache. It's because of the mustache. It's because of the mustache. Yeah, it's like, uh, uh, but yeah, and then once Red Dead Redemption 2 does come out, uh, by all means, come on back to IGN yet again, because we will have the fullest fullest strategy guide uh, complete with yeah. as many secrets, cheats, and all the good stuff that you're going to have a hard time finding that it's okay to ask for help on. John and I uh, worked together. John and I worked together on the GTA 5 wiki. Oh, God. It was rad. PTSD. We, we had a really great time together uh, doing that, but IGN does make great guides. Uh, they have a staff of ridiculously dedicated we writers. We try real hard. And uh, yeah, that's the place to go when you're looking for those secrets, when you're trying to find that. 27th cigarette card. Uh, hey, I got a chance to uh, visit uh, Game Scoop had its 500th episode. IGN's Game Oh, that's Scoop. right. We did do that. Yeah, and that's up right now. You can check that out. I'm on there along with a lot of other folks. Brian Altano, Tina Amini was there, uh, Fran Mirabella, and of course Sam Claiborne, uh, Justin Davis, and David Hatfield, the Omega Cops themselves. 500 episodes, like 12 years of Game Scoop. Madness. That's, uh, that, 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 uh, I think, along with Retronauts, that's got to make it like the ro- longest running video game podcast I think it might I, I don't know any I don't know when it goes longer um, I'm like kind of mad they didn't go the Troy McClure route and wait until they got to like 527 yeah and do like the 527th episode spectacular I love that I, I, I Dan Stapleton at IGN loved to talk about how he, his sincere hope is that one day Half-Life 3 will just appear on Steam 
We all hope that, Dan. Just with no, just no fanfare, no warning. Just one day, everybody logs into Steam to see what deals of the day are, and it's, it's Half-Life 2 for $59.95, or Half-Life 3, the $59.95. the just, like, dimensionally shift into non-existence, and yeah. there's just nothing there. It was just an empty Just all gone. It was time. all imagined the whole time. Exactly. <laughs> Ladies um, and gentlemen, thank you for sitting through this grease fire. Uh, we'll see you next week. If you'll subscribe, we'd appreciate it. And don't forget, we're on iTunes, Android, Apple, etc. as well. Uh, leave a comment and say hi. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks. Hey, shout out to Patreon producers Tom Bach, Stuart Ferguson, and Jonathan, whose support makes this show possible.